Where's the doctor? Got him there, sir. Now, what are we waiting for? Let's get after him. Wait, sir. Look. Is that some kind of ornament? Not exactly, sir. Watch. Yes, I see what you mean. Never mind, we'll soon fix him. Jenkins? Yeah. Shut for the wings there. Five rounds rapid. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and the Podcast. We're talking classic Doctor Who. We're going way back to 1971, and we're talking about the demons. I am Ken. Jeff. Annie. And before we get started into the demons, um, any Doctor Who news? There's a, there's a new Doctor Who coming up pretty soon, sometime in November. We don't care when. BBC will let us know, maybe the day or two before. Mm-hmm. Because it's important for them not to tell us when it when it's coming out because it's some sort of secret. We still got like a month to go until November. Yeah. But we can plan ahead. We could I have ahead. a doctor I have a Doctor Who avatar on my profile at work. And there are some people who recognize the Doctor Who and go, Oh yeah, I'm a Doctor Who fan. I go, you know about the new specials coming out in November? They're like, What? David Tennant's coming back. What? So even though we know a lot about this, I don't know if the public at large knows about this outside of Britain. Well, I mean, and maybe that's a good subject for a podcast, but I, I think, I mean, obviously I think Russell T. Davis is better at promotion than Chibnall. Uh, I think he's, they're promoting it well in England. Now, my biggest problem of all this, and I think I've mentioned this before, is Disney Plus hasn't, I haven't seen anything over here in america mm-hmm. you know we've seen the bbc stuff but and why didn't they r- reveal episodes earlier like i think my original idea was release starting with rose at the beginning of this year and stream them once a week go all these episodes leading up to this now the only issue with that would be once you get to the chris chibnall episodes people will give up on this show <laughs> so but at least do the first four or five seasons at least on a noble season, and then everyone would be kind of caught up with what's going to happen with with Donna Noble in um, the Doctor. But they didn't do that, so I don't know how well it's going to do on Disney Plus and and the BBC. It'll be interesting to see. But maybe their agreement doesn't start until November. Their broadcasting agreement. Maybe. I mean, so the trailer did come out recently. Um. What did you guys think of the trailer? Were you excited about the show, or is it kind of like, oh, we'll see? No, it looked pretty good. I thought the trailer was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, it looked pretty good, but I'm just, you just mentioned all the promotion. I'm getting kind of over the promotion, because to me, it's been like one thing every single day, it seems. So yeah. it was nice to see the trailer. It was nice to see, you know, what's coming, but we we knew a lot of what was coming already, so... Well, I think the trailer had a level of excitement to it that, um, you know, it looks like it's going to be typical Russell to Davis, which means it'll be pretty exciting and, but also probably um, annoying sometimes. But <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I, I guess um, 
one of the things I wanted to kind of plan out is when we were going to watch and record these things and we, you know, we just don't know because we don't have any dates yet. And I, I feel I'm like sure, I'm sure by the time we get close to November, we'll have dates. Yeah, I, I hope before the episode airs. I, I just always have been critical of the way BBC plays it close to the chest where they don't tell people. When, and, and, and meanwhile, you can go on Wikipedia and find out when the next season of a show is going to be on in America six months before. But BBC is kind of like, I, I don't know if it's some sort of game that they play where they just don't want anyone knowing, but it's just whatever. Um, I just wonder if they're going to do it on the 23rd in America on, on Disney Plus because that's Thanksgiving here. Yeah. So are they going to wait until then and do it on a holiday? But it's going to be worldwide. So Who's, who's to say it's going to be on the 23rd? Yeah, I mean, they, there's a number of things they can do. We just don't know. Because um, if you look at the way that's good, the, they could do three consecutive Sundays. They could do three consecutive Saturdays and do it after the 23rd. I mean, the 20th anniversary of the Five Doctors wasn't shown on the 23rd. In but, England, it was shown. Yeah. You say it was in America. America. Yeah. yeah, but back then there was no internet where anything was spoiled. Where now, if we get it on the 23rd and they don't, they're like, oh, what the heck? Why did the Americans get it and we don't? That would be funny. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> and that's one word for it. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Uh, certainly when we get closer, and, and we are planning on covering it, um, we just don't know how and when and all that, but it certainly looks interesting anyways. Um, before we get into the demons, what have you guys been watching or reading? or watching? I've been watching Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been it's been really good. You probably don't like it because you're critical of everything, but no, I'm not critical of everything. Uh, I think it's been pretty good. It, 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 you know, certainly it, it pushes those buttons about like, oh, wow. You know, every, if I'm a rebels fan, then it, then it hits all those levels. So it's like, oh, that's good. Oh, cool. That. And oh, wow. You know, story-wise it's, it's interesting. They're not going f- they're not going to do a complete story because they're now doing these things leading up to this movie that no one's going to be able to, that's unfortunately probably not going to do well because people. You're under the assumption that the casual movie goer is going to actually go see a star Wars movie. The only ones that go see star Wars movies are star Wars fans. No, that's not true. If, if only star Wars fans watch the movies, the movies would, have well they, they haven't done well in the last bunch of years but they'll do worse mm-hmm. uh it's but that's star wars is meant goes. for the general public when 1977 when star wars came out no one was a fan of the movies and the movie did amazingly well but mainly the people who go see it are the star wars fans the casual movie goer who just happens oh it's rainy today well maybe can go i'll go see a movie oh i know i'll go see star wars i've never yeah. seen the other ones before but i'll go see this one no so here, here's how it works jeff if <laughs> if when doctor who comes out in in november and only doctor who fans watch it the series is over there, there'll only be a few that's thousand what it's been people. like for the last three years only doctor who fans watch it well look at the ratings that's why it's going on streaming in the united states because only doctor who fans are watching it Okay, so 
you're and you're telling me that a theatrical movie is going to come out and only fans are going to watch it. The movie's going to tank. It's going to do horrible. It's going to bomb in the, in the um, and maybe maybe that's what's happening now. Marvel's not doing well except for Guardians and the uh, animated Spider-Man. Um this year mo- all Marvel films have failed uh for financial so maybe you're right maybe it will only be and maybe they're okay with that maybe it'll just be released directly on disney plus you never know i mean right now no one's going to the movies because they can't afford it because inflation's gone up Mm -hmm. except so they they want to go see guardians of the galaxy and they went what's a few other this year that they went to go see well it's become more of an event as opposed to a casual night out you know you got to pay so much for it Maybe. And that was a popular franchise, so the majority of all the... Like, if the Marvel fans are like, well, I'm not going to go see Ant-Man, I'll wait till I go see on Disney+. Plus." But when you know it's the last Guardians, everyone's going to be like, oh, i got to go see that on the big screen. Like, no one's going to go see the Marvels. I mean, just a diehard, hardcore Marvel fans who said, I've seen every Marvel film in the theater, so I want to keep that streak going or go see the Marvels. I was going to go that, see the Marvels, and I haven't seen every movie in the theater. No, but that one is destined to be a big flop. Well, th- yeah, you're right, and, and and so, but these movies should appeal to the general public. But the thing is, that's not what they're gearing it towards anymore. They're now gearing it just okay. towards well, the niche not, fans. That might be a mistake then. Well, because they could probably get more on the streaming rights, and then they'll release it on Blu-ray, and then people go pick it up on Blu-ray, and then or they'll say, "I'll just wait till it's on." On demand on TV and just pay the tw- uh, twelve to twenty dollars and pay for it on the on demand on the TV. So Annie, what have you been watching or looking at recently or reading or anything? <laughs> I've been watching only murders in the building and I'm looking forward to the finale this Tuesday. You have uh, is that real? You have murders in your building or? Well, if I, have murders, if I have murders in my building, then they're covering around pretty well because I haven't heard about them. Oh, okay. Is that a series or something? Yeah, it's on Hulu. You haven't heard about it? No, no I have not. <laughs> it's been on for three seasons. This oh is the third God. season. It's got Steve Martin and Martin Short. Oh, I thought they were dead. Oh, wait, the careers are dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I never even heard of it until you just made mention. I didn't even know that Steve Martin. Seriously, it's a, a popular, it's a popular streaming series on Hulu. Who watches Hulu? I, I, I watch actually, only murders in the building. Actually, if you get the Disney Plus bundle, you get Hulu. So, thank you for that reminder. Um, yeah, Annie, I, I actually it does sound familiar, and I think I've seen ads for it and stuff like that. But it's just not, it's not something I've watched. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> um, the demons. Is 1971 uh, Barry Letts, Robert Sloman, directed by Christopher Barry. What did you guys think of this one? All at once. Well, this one I'd seen before. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen all the Pertries before, at least not in a while. Um, this one I thought was pretty good. I know that it's been pretty popular. They did a Return to Devil's End video at one point. I like the master because I always like ones that have Roger Delgado as the master. Agreed. I thought it was a very typical 
third doctor story because there was a lot of there were some James Bond elements to it. There was the the car driving automatically. There was a lot of physical fighting in it. The car chase. Yes. This has the iconic line, chap with the wings there, five rounds rapid. Yeah. I smiled when I heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this one's a pretty good one. Yeah, it, it's a it's a pretty big classic. Um it's one of my favorite Pertwee episodes. Now, when I first saw this, I don't know about you guys, but I more than likely if you saw it on PBS, you probably saw it in black and white. Yep. Um and then they the, colorized it for the VHS release. Yeah, the oh, color did? yeah, the color yeah, did. didn't exist in the show. The um the only color version they had of I don't know if it was I think it was one that they might have had in color, maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, episode four. Yeah. They someone in America had recorded it in color originally, and then they destroyed the color prints of it. So they took don't ask me how they did this because the technology is amazing, but they took the black and white film episodes and added color through a process where they they merged them together sort of so that's and then they released it in in color so it's weird watching it in black and white for so many years and then when it was released it was it's now in color as close to the color as 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 it can be yeah i mean Hmm. it, it it you know, and I think the quality is really good. I, like you just are, are kind of demonstrating that, Annie. You didn't know that, so you, you're watching it, and you you probably have only seen it in color, then, right? Yes, I've only seen it in color. Yeah. yeah. So, and from you didn't sit there and say, "Oh, this looks colorized," because the process is really good. It's not yeah. like they're not painting like the old colorization that they used to do, but this is some other merging. Yeah, I like that horrible colorization of Lauren Hardy short films. Yeah. Oh, that's that was bad. Yeah, when Turner was doing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I mention that is because when I first saw it in black and white, I really thought it was very atmospheric, very you know gothic and almost old-fashioned horror movie type thing, and I was enthralled with it. I totally loved the the episode. When I fo- saw it, finally saw it in color for the first time, it was kind of like some of the um, effects didn't look quite as good like when azal is growing and stuff it just kind of didn't show up as it didn't look as good i still think it looks fantastic in color but i just felt like it was almost better in black and white and and even ambassadors of death i think i would say that's the same as well because i watched that in black and white for the first time and then later on in color and i felt like in some cases some of these episodes are in better in black and white even though they were filmed in color, you know, I don't know if anyone agrees, but that's. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, I can try to picture it in black and white and I can sort of see it working because it is essentially a, a monster, you yeah. know. Oh, I wonder if the Blu-ray spot, I watched the Blu-ray box. I wonder if they have it in black and white and in color. I know they have that uh, 90 minute omnibus that they showed over Christmas in mm. 71 to repeat. They have yeah. that on there, but I don't know. If I don't know if they have the black and white version on the Blu-ray. Yeah. But anyways, you know, I've only, well, I've seen the color one probably, I might have actually seen the color one more often than the black and white at this point because I've seen it, you know, since it came out on DVD or whatever. But um, 
but yeah, uh, I love the first episode of this series of this this story, the newscasts. Um, oh, when he's like, "Get on with it, man!" <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> there's like this real, real good buildup of tension in this episode, and you don't always get that with Doctor Who. And when you do, it's fantastic. But it just sort of sets everything up. I mean, they, re- you know, the Master reveals himself to the audience pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So that's good. It's not one of these, uh, da, 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 you know, he unveils himself, and which is kind of old. You know, you, we'd see that too often, you know, during these time periods. But, um, but yeah, I thought a lot of the characters are really good. Miss Hawthorne is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Demarius, Demarius Heyman. Um, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I think that's um, Miss Hawthorne. Um, I like when Benton and Yates is, are watching the game and they're like, oh, you know, they're getting into the game and they forget about the, uh, the dig that's being broadcast. And they turn it on and there's Joe, doctor, doctor. And they're like, yes. oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was real. That made them seem real, like real characters as opposed to just, yeah. you know, archetypes in the series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know if that's writing or just the chemistry or whatever, but at the end of the game, they're like, oh, what a useless bunch. And, and it just really that extra. And I think when, when, when the show came back in 2005, I said, you know what, I wonder if they're going to be able to capture those nuances because here we are a five part episode and they can and have, they allow time for a little stuff like that, but it was so well done in this one and it's done well mm-hmm. in a lot of episodes. It didn't dwell on it. It didn't sit there and say, Oh, we're going to watch the game for 10 minutes of screen time, you know? So it didn't feel like it dragged out, but um, that's why I think a lot of first episodes of doctor who are really sometimes the best of the, of them because they, they just get you into the story so well. And then what happens with Doctor Who, unfortunately, <clears throat> is they go on and on. And then sometimes they they drag through the middle. And then maybe not until the end do they really um, go back to that first episode level. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, let's see. Do you know this is the only true unit story where all the characters are doing something they're not just like really? one's just like well one's one's not just because some of them like gates is not in it but this mm-hmm. is one they all are in it and they all are doing something sometimes yeah. they're just like just oh we're just standing here doing nothing answering, you know, like the phone. The, answering the phone but this one they all are out in the field doing something you know benton got the crap beat out of him a couple times mike gates was out shooting the gun at the helicopter was chasing. They, they all were doing something because they're all out in the field. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the better unit episodes, I think. And, and, you know, they're spread out. Some of them are inside. Some of them are outside. I love Osgood and the, ma- the doctor trying to talk him through building that device or whatever and blows up in his face at one point. Um, there's a lot of good characterization. You know, I, I think, there's, you can be critical of the original series. Sometimes they don't do well with some characterizations, but they allowed the brigadier to have some personal time where he's going off to that out to out to dinner or something. And later on, he's like, you know, Wine come on, bed. doctor, how are we going to get in there and stuff like that? And 
I thought it was cute. He referred to the helicopter as my helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. So there, there's, I think this is like, that's why I said, I think this is one of my favorite Pertwee episodes because I think it's so, even the masters handled really well in this and he, he doesn't come off as well. I mean, to, to a degree, he doesn't come off as like, you know, He's not all powerful, and like he is in some other episodes. He has yeah. power, but he gets overpowered by the the demon. Yeah. Um, I think the special effects are fantastic. I mean, there's just so much I like about this episode. Um, uh, let's see here. I, I mean, yeah, it's just I love when the brigadier's pointing to the stick, points the stick into the shield, and it blows up or whatever. Yes. Um. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff in this. I think um I think Bach the 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 that statue Bach is pretty cool and you mentioned the five rounds rapid. Um mm-hmm. that was a pretty good, you know, and that's another unit one of the the staples of a unit is having a battle and it's like, well, and they do. They like line up and they're shooting at this thing and it's not having any effect at all and they even blow it up and it just goes back together again, you know. So um, Bob yeah. was a pretty cool character. Yeah. I, um, what'd you guys think of um, um, what's his name? Azal, the, the actual design and makeup of Azal with horns. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was I thought, okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like completely terrifying or anything, but of course, you don't really get completely terrifying. I mean, it who. did the purpose and kind of looked like the devil, and that's what he kind of looked like—a devilish yeah. type preacher. So it kind—it did, and he was like the 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 who the horse bottom part and and stuff like that. It, it, I it think it's a goat bottom part or whatever. Yeah, yeah the goat bottom part. But it, it did its purpose. Well, I, yeah. think, I mean, it wasn't on screen much. Yeah. So it was fine. It wasn't like overused where you're looking at it and going, oh boy, this again. I, I found this episode to be, I acknowledge this episode as being, it could it could be quite terrifying because when I first watched this, and I re, I'm remembering some of the first times I watched these episodes because if you recall at this time when these episodes were starting to air in America, I had a lot of books and we'll get we'll talk about this later when we talk about other episodes that we're reviewing but i had all these books and i had pictures of this episode and i'm like oh i couldn't wait so when it fi- i finally got a chance to watch this and if i remember correctly i was wa- working at a department store at this time when these episodes were airing and it might have been right before i had a vcr or or maybe i did and they were recording at home but i would turn on the tvs in the department store and be you know there's the demons on and i'm like oh my god it, <laughs> And I had stuff to do, so I couldn't sit there and watch it. But I was like, "Oh, I'm missing out on this." And but I might, I'm at that point, I might have had a VCR, so you know, I was just watching the clips, and then I would go home and watch it. But um, but it was neat watching this and having. I, I know people watch these shows and they remember them watching them as a kid. We didn't really have that because we weren't watching these when we were kids. We were watching mm-hmm. them a little bit older, and they were had been out for a while, so. Um, but it was kind of neat to do that. Um, Getting back to Azal, I wanted to say 
I was almost let down a little bit by seeing him because when you hear the voice and you see the perspective going up as to how tall he is and everything, you build it up into your imagination and you actually see it. There wasn't anything wrong with it, but it just it's almost like a little bit of a letdown because it's not what you as scary as you thought it could be. Yeah, and I think that led into what I thought was scary about this. The opening was like, you know, there was rain and there's a cat, black cat or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, the scene where you hear the, him walking, Azel walking, and you know, boom, boom, and you see the footprints and you don't see him, those are the scariest. Yes. At the beginning, when the, or at some point, the guy gets attacked or whatever. And those, seeing those footprints, even though the effect was, was, was halfway decent, was kind of like, oh, my God, that's pretty creepy that it's that big. So he was scarier when you couldn't see him. Right. That's what and I was trying to say. Find, yeah. And, and that's... Yeah, exactly. And that's why I asked, because I, I, I don't know, obviously, you know, they didn't have CG, so they couldn't make a design. I mean, I think, you know, this can compare well to the um, um, the, the David Tennant episode where he meets up with the devil again, you know, the, yeah. that episode, but Impossible Planet. But it's Doctor Who, it's not a horror show. We don't really want super scary, you know, or at least I don't. I, Well, when you were a kid, would you want Super Scary? I mean, if we Super Scary, your parents might have turned it off. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I watched watched, um, the Night Stalker series, and that was pretty terrifying as a kid. But, yeah, I enjoyed Mm -hmm. enjoyed being scared. Okay. Um, I mean, there were scary parts in this, like when they start off by killing the guy and his dog. You don't see series killing dogs nowadays. Not that we saw on the screen, but still, this stood out to me. There's also a lot of fighting in this, a lot of death and physical fighting. Um, they did sacrifice a chicken, even though I didn't really see much. But still, this, I think it's kind of stuff you wouldn't see necessarily on the show did today. Did they sacrifice a chicken, or did Joe run in there and save the chicken? I thought they got the chicken, but I could be mistaken. Because I'm like, why should We didn't see the chicken the afterwards. Chicken? Well, no, because the master dropped it to, pick, to grab Joe. Mm. So she goes running, no, no. Some of the stuff she did was kind of odd yeah it was kind of you know scream girly so she was like knocked out and then all of a sudden she goes i gotta go to the church to help the doctor and he's like not even at the church yeah and she's she's just like acting i'm like why is she acting kind of weird and out of character i figured that she was being possessed by us all or like being influenced by us all no just think that they no i I never thought that but yeah okay I did want to say that the almost sacrifice of Joe made me think of the later episode, The Mask of Mandragona, where they almost sacrificed Sarah Jane. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and we talk about attention to detail. Um, throughout, when Benton and Yates get to the town, that they're like, um, you know, do you guys want breakfast? And, and Benton's eyes light up and Yates and, goes, no, no, we don't have time. And Benton's like, oh. Like yes. so depressed at that, <laughs> and uh, it's just in the background. But that's, you know, was that written? Did they direct and say, hey, or did um, John Levine just ad lib that? It was pretty pretty cool to see stuff like that. Yes, and you're not going to necessarily see that when you watch the story once. Mm-hmm. But because we have these things now on, you know, and they didn't know that they would have to repeat them forever, and they would show them on, you know, Blu-ray or what a DVD or whatever. And so just having that in there, you know, we, we watch these scenes a number of times. You start to, especially if you watch it more than four or five, you start to pay attention 
to the background and go, wait a minute, that guy right there is, um, you know, doing this or whatever. <clears throat> um, yeah, um, a couple of uh, Stephen Thorne who played um, Hazal. Hazal was also he he was Omega in the Three Doctors and. He also played one of the Eldrads. Eldrad must live. Well, yes. We obviously know which one. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and, and he, he also played at Ogron in one of the um, one of those Dalek episodes, I guess. Oh. Day of the Daleks. Or um, yeah. And there was another actor, David Samoan, or who played in Inferno. Um, yeah. Um, it was good. I like you want- said. I, I did want to ask one question. What did you think of when the doctor was tied up by the maypole ribbons? <laughs> he, no way could he get out of that. Yeah, that was my <laughs> feeling too. That was just one of the that part threw me out of the episode. When the guy bit. started hitting him with that, whatever it was, and he, he just, I'm like, you're really just letting him hit you like that? You're not gonna like, like, like grab him and do your Venusian karate Jiu-jitsu. thing? Yeah, and he's like, whap, whap, whap. Um, and he just says, oh, oh very amusing. <laughs> well, I, I think he realized that these are just innocents being controlled, so he wasn't going to start breaking their necks. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the the mob mentality, how they're just, you know, they're all, I, I mean, there's a lot of Quatermass, um, like there's Quatermass movies or, or a TV series where people are just being, controlled and that's like one of those horror tropes where all of a sudden a bunch of like um almost like invasion of body snatchers where everyone all of a sudden's lost control and they're going after this one person so i found that kind of creepy but obviously tying them up with these little ribbons or something was kind of like you know kind of silly it, it, it stretched the my you know suspension of belief for for me for that part, but like you, I did get the whole mob mentality thing. That's why I thought Joe running out earlier when she wakes up was part of that mob mentality. Something yeah. got to her brain the way it got to the mob. Mm-hmm. During that scene, there's a kid in the background either chewing gum or eating, which I never noticed before. And he's got this stupid grin on his face. Well, I'm watching Doctor Who. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Well, they filmed this, and the locals were the backgrounds. So, yeah. yeah. I liked it when the the mayor's dancers were coming. The, the mother grabs the kid and runs into the house. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that I just love the I love the unit family atmosphere, and this episode really big check mark for all that stuff. It's it's more, like you said, Jeff. They they all had something to do. It was all it's probably the most complete unit episode. Um. And I just like the whole setting, you know, they're in a dig and then there's a church and then there's a, uh, that whole, the, the set and the helicopter chases and the, um, the, that wind that was like, you can hear it through the whole episode. It's kind of, could be annoying, but it it also was, it set up some of the atmosphere. I wonder what museum they were in with the master's headquarters. It was like some torture museum or something. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> um couple other things of note there's a cliffhanger i think it's the first time we've ever had a cliffhanger where the master's in danger that was one Ooh. of the cliffhangers was kind of weird yeah yeah it's like who cares you know but was, was he uh, in danger or was he just like just laughing 
No, he I was, thought he was in danger because I thought yeah. he couldn't control Azal, and this is like one of the few times we've don't, we've seen the Master not in control. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah. Um, the helicopter we see, I think we've seen it before in Doctor Who. Um, it's from the movie The From Russia with Love. When they blow it up, that's the clip that they used. I think they also used the helicopter in Enemy of the World. Um, the, the footage of that helicopter. Okay. Um, there was a, uh, I remember this. Do you guys remember uh, Doctor Who Bulletin? Or later yeah. on, they called themselves yeah. Dreamwatch Bulletin. It's a yeah. magazine, fan-produced magazine that came out. And they Dr. really Bulletin, hated John Nathan Turner. They hated John Nathan Turner. They were they were the the troll fans before that that term came out. Hmm. Uh, and they really they they also did April Fool's jokes. And they did an April Fool's joke where they announced that they found the lost sixth episode, the sixth episode of the demons. And and I think for for for, for April Fools, this was a weak one because <laughs> Okay. I don't remember if I had seen the episode by that point, but how can there be a six episode? It didn't make any sense, but they were, they kind of spinned it as a, you know, it's just like we heard that they, they found 10th planet at one point and that was false and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. that was a Gary Russell, April Fool's joke in uh, Doctor Who magazine. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was bad too. Um. Yeah, so this is um, this is one of my favorite episodes. Uh, I think it, I always put it in my, um, you know, I don't know if it's in my top ten, but it's certainly, uh, a- after watching it again, uh, I continued to be impressed by it. I wasn't blown away by it. I, I, you know, I think it moves really well. I think the pacing's pretty good. There's a lot of other examples, <clears throat> face of Google. That um, <laughs> are, are are that drag further than this one, and certainly there's a lot of Pertwee that do as well. But I think this one, yeah, um, oh yeah, we, and we haven't even got to those yet. Yeah, but I think I think this is a really good one. And yeah, I, I think very, yeah, it's a very good one. I know Annie, you usually go. Um, I think if you, you thought, you, I know you've used this before, where if you were going to introduce someone to Doctor Who. Would this be one that would potentially be an early one? I think so. Like you said, it does move well. It doesn't drag. Um, again, the special effects these days would not impress people, but yeah. I think it does have a good story, and it does introduce Unit very well. Yeah, and I like the supernatural versus science, because the, the John Pertwee's third doctor does this all the time, where he's always like, you know, oh, no, no, it's not magic. Yeah, there's always a just, uh, uh, and that's the common theme that's been used throughout Doctor Who, especially, you know, and and even our Face of Evil that we're going to be reviewing next has elements of that where it's like, oh no, that's magical or whatever. It's like, no, there's a scientific reason for it, mm-hmm. and that's that's been going on. That even goes on up until present day. So, um, it is not the Age of Aquarius. No. Oh. But. Uh, but yeah, I think there was, um, yeah, so I think uh, that's that. Anything else about this one? I think that's it. Nope. Okay, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.